Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP for the seventh day of December. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me on our Advent journey as we participate with all of the saints of old. And I'm, I'm, let's go back. We are going back beyond the saints of early church. We're going back into the people of God via the Old Testament. And we are anticipating with them the arrival of Messiah. And I know we have Messiah. So what's the point in this season? But it's going back and honoring that waiting, trying to understand that anticipation. I think by understanding that anticipation, or at least slightly understanding it, comprehending it, maybe we don't understand it, but we can can at least appreciate it, it helps us in our darkness. It helps us with patience. It helps us to appreciate the arrival of Jesus through someone else's eyes. And if we get to where we can do that, I think Advent is part of that training. If we get to where we can anticipate through someone else's eyes or appreciate, then we'll start to appreciate the people. And and as we then go about our lives in this world, We can appreciate people in all of their hurt, in their darkness, in their hopelessness, in their patience. And maybe by appreciating that, um, we can love them in ways that we never thought we could before and accept their pain and hold their hand through it. Or as Paul would eventually say to the church at Rome, weep where they weep and laugh where they laugh. Today, uh, speaking of the uh, excitement or laughter or weeping. We're going to go back to an Old Testament passage. This is an obscure book that not many saints spend a lot of time in, the book of Zephaniah. And this is during that sort of hectic political and and religious history that Judah had. Um, This is a moment of reform. Zephaniah was a forceful prophet. And he's probably one of the reasons why we get the reform that happens during the reign of Josiah, a sort of quote-unquote revival in the Old Testament. It does an outward change, but it doesn't really give an inward change. And that causes Zephaniah to hammer home the same message sort of over and over that, hey, look, true judgment's coming. And it's coming in a way in which God's going to deal with these things that you're not putting in front of him. Um... In other words, Zephaniah preached that Israel and all her neighbors were going to experience God's wrath. But after that is complete, there's going to be a blessing that comes. And here's Zephaniah's greatest contribution to the Old Testament. After that process of crushing is complete, there's a Messiah coming. And he's going to be the reason you praise and the reason you sing. Now, what we know from the other side is that Zephaniah is spot on. He prophesies of the crushing and Israel undergoes it. By the time of Christ, it's complete. They've been scattered within the regions of the Roman Empire and all of that has happened. But with Jesus comes the fulfillment of the very final prophecy that Zephaniah gives in his little book. I want to read for you Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord 
has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. In that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion. Let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. couple points of order here. The Lord your God in your midst, Jehovah Adonai, the covenant God that has created you, lives among you. And then in the English translation, the Mighty One, capital M, capital O, our translators knew we were talk, giving God yet another name. The Mighty One will save. Listen to these He wills. I love them. I'm going to reread this to you. And I'm going to show you why in a moment. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Years ago, I was praying I remember where I was. I was driving down the road in my truck and I was asking the Lord for a revelation. I don't even think I was being specific. I was just talking. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, son, I like you. And I remember being so taken aback that I pulled over and grabbed my Bible I didn't know how I could quantify that. I knew God loves us. The cross is the expression of God's love. For God so loved the world. But we live in a culture that values being liked. We like something means we want to spend time with it. We might generally love humanity, but we like certain humans. In our vernacular, liking holds a special place. This was the verse the Holy Spirit took me to. In fact, I wrote it in the margin of this verse. He likes you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And I just remember having this revelation in my spirit that yes, God quiets you with his love, but you, you're glad over and you sing with someone you like not just with someone you love in an impersonal sense. So maybe this will help you today. He likes you. Spend some time with him so that he can show you how much. Have a great day. God bless.